When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well met, fellow adventurers. So, in the previous episode, we went to the village of Red Glen, where Fourth Grandharm was having problems on his paleo grove. There have been some bandits, but we've dealt with those. And now, for some reason, someone is smashing up his paleo. And they're smashing it, they're not stealing it, which is odd. And also, it's a locked, it's a locked room with no one else has the key. Except Graham and now me. And since I only just got the key, it wasn't me. And they're being smashed, not stolen. It's stolen is something you would at least expect. Very curious. We'll see what happens. Now to enter the locked paleo cellar. In the barn on the far side of the grove, you use the iron key to unlock the door at the bottom of the ramp. Then, with your light flaring brightly, you cautiously enter the cellar. This is is Vulf's Grand Arm's private paleo cellar. These narrow, dry passages are lined with the bark-filled casks, which Rose reserves for special customers. Looking about, you immediately note that many of the casks are damaged or completely smashed open, their dark, aromatic contents heaped on the dirt floor. From here, the cellar passage runs both north and south. To the west, you see a large alcove with what appears to be a pile of discarded casks. Since you're still walk behind you is the door that leads out of the cellar. So I can leave the cellar from here and can go north, east, south and west. Yeah. Alright, I'll go west. A heap of casks, all in various states of disrepair. Fill this broad alcove just to the west of the cellar door. It appears this is where Vulrif disposed of old, broken and unwanted casks. Alright. I'll make my way north. The the dry, narrow passages of the cellar stretch out of sight into silent gloom. Smashed casks, their dark, aromatic contents heaped on the floor, are shattered throughout the cellar. Scattered. And shattered as well, I guess. 
You freeze in mid-step as an unsettling scene comes into view at the edge of your light. Crouched over a pile of paleo bark that spilled out of the smashed remains of a wooden cask is a skeleton. The fleshless undead, which appears to be attempting to eat the pieces of shredded bark, well, well, it is the finest paleo, so obviously, suddenly looks in your direction. A grim hiss escapes from beneath the decayed remains of the skeleton's teeth as the long-dead human rises and staggers along the passage towards you. You hurriedly draw yourself into a combat-ready stance. Prepare to engage the undead menace. Alright, it's skeletons that are doing this smashing up these cellars and eating the paleo, apparently. Yeah. Wait, the skeleton wakes you through the sharp bone fingers. And it is now slain. 4xp. You quickly check over your equipment before stepping over the shattered remains of the skeleton, continuing along the cellar passage now. Now we've got to figure out where these skeletons came from. So they must have to have gone here somewhere because... I don't think this place is dangerous enough that you'd just end up with a whole load of skeletons just hanging around. Alright, I've reached the northern side. Alright, here's another skeleton. A caffeine addict skeleton wakes at you with his sharp bone fingers and is slain. Foxby, you quickly check over equipment before stepping over the shadow remains of the skeleton, continuing along the cellar passage. Okay, I'm making my way east. Suddenly, you spot something moving through the darkness ahead, just beyond the range of your light. With a hastened step, you press forward, your eyes straining against the gloom as your light scatters. Scatters the surrounding shadows. A faint fit hiss, followed by what sounds like a series of sharp, rapidly receding footfalls reaches your ears. The eerie noises fade to silence, just within just a few moments. Content to conclude that whatever was moving the passage is now gone, you continue onwards, your every sense alert for the first sign of possible danger. Oh, I guess it's a skeleton rumbling around. You freeze in mid-step as an unsettling scene. Oh, it's another skeleton. Alright, it has the same preview as the previous two. Wakes you with sharp bone fingers and is slain. Another 4xp. Alright, I think there's so many of these skeletons we're gonna have to do something. Do something to either stop the source or Unanimate them or get them to go somewhere else. You know, before they smash all the paleo. And then people will have to do without paleo. And that would be terrible. Alright, and now east of the entrance, suddenly you spot something moving through the darkness ahead, just beyond the range of your light. With a hastened step, you press forward. 
Your eyes strain against the gloom as your light sh scatters surrounding shadows. A faint hiss, followed by what sounds like a series of sharp, rapidly receding footfalls, reaches your ears. The eerie noise fades to silence within just a few moments. Content to concede whatever was moving the passages now gone, you continue onward, your every sense alert for the first sign of possible danger. Alright, it's another skeleton, just going to quick combat that. Another 4xp. Alright, filling up the eastern passage from the middle, and another skeleton, which turns into another 4xp. Alright, making my way, oh, skeleton once more. 4xp once more. Alright, the southeast quadrant, filling in the southern passage, passage from the start. Alright, another skeleton. Quick combat that, 4xp. Southwest quadrant, suddenly you spot something moving through the darkness ahead, just beyond the range of your light. With a hastened step, you press forward, your eyes straining against the gloom as your light scatters the surrounding shadows. A faint hiss, followed by what sounds like a series of sharp, rapidly receding footfalls, reaches your ears. The eerie noise fades to silence within just a few moments. Content to conclude that whatever was moving the passage is now gone. You continue onwards, your every sense alert for the first sign of possible danger. Alright, on the western side. Oh, it's suddenly again. You suddenly saw something moving through the darkness ahead, just beyond the range of your light. With a hastened step, you press forward. Your eyes strain against the gloom as your light scatters the surrounding shadows. A faint hiss, followed by what sounds like a series of sharp, rapidly receding footfalls, reaches your ears. Oh, skeletons, just attack me already. It just saves time for everybody. I get to... I get to deep field the quest, and you get to go to the afterlife. Everyone wins. The eerie noise, noises fade to silence within just a few moments. Content to concede, concede that whatever was moving the passage is now gone, you continue onward, your every sense alert for the first sign of possible danger. Okay, here's another skeleton. Quick combat, 4xp. Alright, hmm, curious. I assume... Well, I've explored every single square of this dungeon and nothing has turned up. Here's another skeleton. Quick combat, 4xp. Alright, I'm thinking something will happen if we fight enough of the random foes. And then something new has turned up. Without warning, a low woe rises out of the darkness ahead. You instinctively draw yourself into a defensive stance as a blue-robed figure, its sunken face, little more, more than chunks, chunks of decayed flesh still clinging to bone, scat, staggers into your pool of light. The wizened corpse, its hollow eye sockets fixing you with its grim, Sightless stare and bust towards you, its arms outstretched, 
as its soft moans echo along the passage. Alright, so we've got the fleshy undead, and we've got slightly fleshy undead, and completely bony undead. Alright, so I think that suggests there's probably... Hmm, I mean, there's still a bit of flesh left. That does imply that they were wizen comparatively recently. Perhaps even... Perhaps even there's some sort of raising of corpse raising thing somehow linked to this cellar. Oh well. Hold my ground and engage the world corpse. The whole reason corpse is hollow eyes hooks fixing you the grim side of the stair ambles towards you. His arms outstretched as it soft moans echo along the passage. Hold your you know what? I'm gonna flee immediately. You turn and take flight, dashing wildly back along the passage. In an effort to engage, to evade your gruesome undead foe. After less than a minute, you pause to catch your breath. Discover, much to relief, that the robed corpse is no longer following you. Oh well. I'm sure we'll meet again. Oh, yeah, and we just did. It, it remembered to follow me again pretty quickly. Hold your ground and engage the robed corpse. I assume nothing will happen until we fight it. With his ghastly bones filling the passage, the world corpse attacks, savagely swiping you with its decaying fingers as the blue world corpse. The corpse moans as it swipes at you. The enemy deals you a savage blow for 10 damage. It's nearly done and it is slain. 13 XP. The blue robed corpse unleashes a pitiful moan as it slumps to the floor. A stream of dark blood oozes from the undead terror's rotting mouth as its body shudders violently for several moments before becoming still. You're about to step forward and sudden step forward and examine the ghoul's decayed remains when the undead creature suddenly stirs. With unnerving swiftness, the corpse staggers to its feet and spins to face you hissing viciously before turning and lurching off along the shadowy corridor. Hmm. I'm guessing there's probably some sort of device hiding somewhere deeper inside that just keeps resurrecting it. Startled by the unexpected turn of events, you set off in pursuit of, of the departing thing. Keeping what you consider to be a safe distance between yourself and the world corpse, you follow the undead being as it slowly staggers through the gloom. The corpse, moaning softly with each widget's step it takes, suddenly turns into the cast-filled alcove you, pre cast you previously explored. As you round the corner and peer into the alcove, you're startled to see the staggered cor staggering corpse disappear behind the heap of discarded casts. Moving around the side of the towering pile of splintered woods, splintered wood and rusted iron, you discover a narrow, jagged fissure rowing, ro running along the base of the wall. Through tight, it appears the uneven opening is wide enough for you to fit yourself through actually it's plenty big enough for me to fit through. Believing that the robed corpse must have descended 
into the fissure, you peer down into the crack. For you do not find any sign of the vile undead. The invasive glow of your light reveals the fissure opens into a wide, sloping, urban passage. Without giving it a second thought, you prepare to slip down into the opening. Hmm. Looks like he just accidentally opened up his opened up his paleo cellar onto some sort of catacomb. Oh well, it happens. When you consider just how many catacombs there are going to be. Oh. And it's considering that most of them have undead wandering around them. Yeah, it's probably, it's probably something that happens quite often. Oh, what? You unnerfed another tomb. Alright, just, just, just lock it up. We'll get someone round. Let's press it down into the opening. You squeeze. You, well. You gently hop into the fissure, there's no real squeezing involved, and quickly find yourself in a wide, downward sloping tunnel of earth and stone. The makeshift natural corridor ends at a wall of stone. Running up the centre of the rock barrier is another fissure. You slip through the jagged opening and immediately find yourself at the end of a dark, damp, Cave passage. Okay. Uh, looks like the the catacomb opened onto a cave, and this pedocello opened up onto the same cave. And I guess the undead just leaked through eventually. Yeah. Well, you stand. Oh, I'm in a new dungeon now. The previous one was sort orangey coloured on the map, but this is a regular coloured dungeon. You're standing at the northern end of a long, broad tunnel that slopes down to the south, disappearing into the gloom gathered at the edge of your light. Behind you, a makeshift fissure in the uneven wall leads into the makeshift passage of stone and earth that connects the cave to the paleo cellar. I can go back to the paleo cellar at any time, and from there, I can get back to a safe space. But that's not going to be needed for now. Alright, I'm sort of in the... Uh, just slightly in the southwest corner, southeast corner. Alright, going south, a grim silence fills the dark, twisting tunnels of these caves. Alright, southeast corner. Suddenly, you spot something small lying at the edge of the cave passage just up ahead. You move up to the object and discover it to be a fragment of stone amulet. The small amulet appears to depict a lower portion of a hideous human face. Believing the item may prove to be important, you promptly take possession of it. Stone amulet fragment, which of course implies I'll probably find another fragment elsewhere here. Fragment. This is a fragment of a wound stone amulet. This... Piece, piece of the amulet picks a portion of a hideous, hideous human face. After securing the amulet fragment in amongst your other belongings, you once again set off through the cave. All right, that's another part of the southeast corner. Now making my way west. 
A vicious hiss suddenly erupts from the darkness ahead. You hurriedly draw yourself into defensive stance as a lone skeleton staggers out of the gloom and attacks. Don't know why the skeletons are going after the paleo. I guess that I guess it's just that in life they're all paleo addicts. Because a lot of people are. Begin combat. Or maybe the paleo's just that good. Huh. The skeleton wakes it to with sharp bone fingers. And nearly slain and slain. Another 4xp. You quickly check over equipment before stepping over the shattered remains of the skeleton and continuing through the cave. Alright, still making my way west. Alright, it's a bit mazy here. Your exploration of the cave passage comes to a abrupt halt when you suddenly find yourself face to face with an armoured skeleton. A scale-clad skeleton, its fleshless fingers wrapped around the haft of an ancient decaying axe, unleashes a long, shrill hiss as its haunting, lifeless gaze falls upon you. The long-dead warrior, his bones clattering against the rusted scales of his armour, takes a single, menacing step in your direction. I've got a few options. I could use necromancy. It has to be 60 plus. Attack or flee. Necromancy. Succeeded. 64 experience in necromancy. You've channeled your power of necromancy and directed against the skeletal warrior. Almost immediately, the armoured undead menace begins to shake you as your command of the dark holds takes hold of the wizen creature's unnatural will. Then, just as it seems as the skeleton, skeleton is about to overcome your attempt at control, the fleshless terror collapses onto a heap of bone and metal scales. To make a quick search of the undead warrior, and finding nothing of any particular interest, you check over your gear before once again setting off through the dark. Alright, you go to heaven. I won't make my way to the southwest corner. Suddenly, he spots something small lying at the edge of the cave passage, lying passage just up ahead. You move up and discover the fragment of a stone amulet. The small amulet appears to depict the lower portion of a hideous human face. Believing the item may prove to be of importance, you promptly take possession of it. That's the second part. Alright. Uh, after securing after securing the amulet fragment in amongst your belongings, you set off through the cave. It's a misc item that southwest corner. Alright, going north. Another skeleton. Just quick combat that. 4 XP do 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 do. Low alcove in the north west corner. Well, very close to it anyway. The instant you move into the large lateral chamber at the end of the passage, your eyes are drawn to a grim scene laid out across the centre of the broad space. Lying shoulder to shoulder across the uneven cave floor, their fleshless arms folded over the chattered chain skirts that cover their stark white whips are seven skeletons. A rusted sword lies on the white side of each of the skeletons. Oh, they are so going to come to life and attack me. On the far side of the massive chamber, 
is is hidden be- the far the far side of the massive chamber is hidden behind a curtain of gloom that hangs just beyond the range of your light. I can investigate or head back south, which will just mean I investigate later. So investigate now. You're taking several steps into the chamber, taking care not to lose your footing on the slick, uneven stone. Well, I'm used to that. When four shapes suddenly stagger out of the darkness to your white, you instinctively spin to face the moving shapes and immediately find yourself face to face with four woe skeletons. The undead creatures hissing wildly as they unsteadily manoeuvre into your light. Suddenly draw to a halt, waving their arms in unison. A clattering of bones from behind you sends your course racing. You whisk, whisk a glance in the direction of sound, and watch as the seven armoured skeletons, their fleshless digits now wise, now tightly wrapped around the hilts of their rusted swords, swiftly arise. Well, of course you came to life. Before you can even contemplate, Next course of action, the skeletal warriors spread out and surround you, their ancient blades poised to cut you down. Skeletal warrior one of seven, skeleton hisses as it slashes at you and is slain. 8xp, you leap to your wise and engage the next of your undead foes. Hissing wildly, the skeleton warrior slashes at you with his rusted blade. Two of seven, hisses slashes at you, slain. Nine XP. You step to your wise and engage the next of your skeletal foes. Hissing partly, the skeletal warrior slashes you with his rusted blade. Doo 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 doo. Here comes the four. You step to your left and engage the next of your undead foes. Alright, here's number four. And she just slain. Nine XP. You step to your right and engage the next of your undead foes. Slide to your left, slide to your right, crisscross, and so on. Brutal both for five damage. Hisses, slashes at you, and is slain. Another nine XP, leap to your left. Number six. Alright, you step forward and engage the next of your undead foes. That's also a nine XP. Hissing wildly, the skeletal warrior slashes you with rust rusted blade, seven of seven. That's it for now, but more more will probably turn up. Doop-a-doop, and slain. 9 XP. Stepping over the remains of the last of the bone warriors, you immediately turn your attention to the four robed undead now moving to encircle you. Well, there's those ones, for example. As they encircle you, the four robed skeletons raise their arms in unison. A wild wave of nausea washes over you the ancient dark magic wielded by these long dead mages assails your your defences seeking to exact its deadly toll picking a number bonus of 59 19 from Arcania 20 from Aura 10 from Mind 10 from Spirit gotta get 85 or more or or something bad will happen pick now this bad thing will happen. 67 is a failure. A series of stabbing pains erupt in your head as the dark magic wielded by the undead mages ravages your mind and body. 42 damage. But I can quickly heal that. Or I would, 
if I wasn't immediately under attack. Weakened by the attack, but thankful to still be alive. You hopefully recompose yourself. Assuming your defensive stance as the four robed skeletons close in around you. Thin trails of grey smoke rising from the tips of their fleshless fingers. You watch in horror as the bone hands of your four foes bust burst into flames. A split second before the miss- hissing fiends launch a frenzied assault. Four robed skeletons all at once. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The skeletons reach for you with their flaming engulfed hands. Alright, keep going, keep going, and they are slain. 38 XP. You step back from the shattered remains of the robe skeletons and spend the next several moments recovering from the brutal fight then. To making certain nothing else is stirring in the vast chamber, make a quick but thorough examination of your slain foes. In the pocket of one of the robe skeletons, you discover a fragment of a stone amulet, the amulet piece, which depicts part of a hideous human face, is roughly half the size of a, my, my me, I guess. Believing that this curious item may prove to be of use, you promptly take possession of it. A stone. It's a stone amulet fragment. That's three of them now. Certainly you haven't overlooked anything. Make a sweep of the entire area. You'll find nothing of any particular interest. Eager to resume your exploration, head south out of the chamber. Suddenly, picking a number. Bonus of 50. 50 for, 20 for agility. 20 for aura. 10 for luck. Got to get 75 or more for something. 76 success. As you move back across the chamber, you suddenly spot something moving at you from the shadows on your left. Spinning in that direction, you nimbly dodged a swipe of a rusted blade. A weapon gripped by a one armed armoured skeleton. One of those creatures you defeated only a few minutes ago. The skeleton warrior is cracked and missing bones, serving as evidence of your last engagement. Staggers forward and attacks. Alright, how many times do I have to teach you this lesson, old man? Or old woman? Or young man? or which It's kind of hard to tell. Well, but either way, how many times do I have to teach you this lesson? It's a battered skeletal warrior. And I know it's battered because I'm the one that did the battering. The 
Yes, this is more battered than the contents of a chip shop. Yes. Or. And, or a Mars bar that's been left left in the care of a, of a Scotsman for about five minutes. <laughs> or something like that. The skeleton hisses as it slashes at you. And is slain. 3xp. The skeleton hisses a final ragged hiss as it collapses into a heap of shattered, shattered bone. With no desire to linger here for even a moment longer, you step over the undead creature's remains and swiftly make your way out of the chamber. Okay, I'm just south of that chamber. Does anything happen if I go in? The scattered remains of the skeleton legion, the remains of the four worked corpses, litter the undead floor of this large chamber. And they're currently not getting up again. Although I can't trust they won't try, so I'm not going to press my luck. After making a quick examination of the remains, you leave the chamber and head back south along the cave tunnel. Okay, making my way east. The crude, the large crude likeness of a leering skull is etched upon the north wall in this section of the cave passage. Beneath the skull are several strange symbols. Calling upon your considerable knowledge of such things, you determine that both the skull and the symbols are likely related to some sort of necromantic ceremony. What if I use the power of necromancy now then? Uh, nothing happens. Alright, it's the same again. And it's the same again. So we've got three... Three... Three living skulls in a row. Alright. Making my way to the... Northeast corner. Here's another skeleton. Quick combat. It is slain. Alright. Keep going. Keep going. Twist back to the northeast. A glowing green glit symbol. The translucent likeness of a wooden buckler. Hovering barely an inch off the floor in the centre of this section of the passage. You immediately recognise the symbol to be a guardian glyph. A magical mark designed to protect an object or location. The floating glyph claps, casts its bright, bright green glow onto the damp walls of the cave. You're well aware that attempting to cross a space protected by a guardian glyph can easily prove deadly, then I'll head back west for now. Just fill in every other place I could be. Although I'm probably going to want to go past there eventually, because, well, it's there. Alright, I'm sort of in the middle of the dungeon, and a thick, leather-bound tone lies at the end of this section of the cave passage. The weighty book's well-worn cover is adorned with dozens of arcane symbols, so it must be a spell book, I guess. Or just just a, something belonging to always examine the tone. The leather-bound book proves to be impossibly heavy. Despite your best effort, you are unable to lift or even open the tome. The weighty tome's well-worn leather cover is adorned with dozens of arcane symbols. A circular expression is set into the centre of the tome's cover. I'm guessing that's for the 
for the uh, amulet fragment thingies. The things I've been I've found three of so far. Stone amulet fragment. What have I used those? Used. You carefully fritch the three amulet fragments into the impression the center of the toe. Well, it's nearly filled now. Got to find one more. All right, just going to keep looking, filling in the gaps. Another skeleton blocks my path, but not for long. I've got 192 experience for doing that. All right, 64 XP. All right, I've explored everywhere in this dungeon except past the guarding glyph. So I'll have to do that, won't I? Head north past the guarding glyph. The instant you attempt to move past the glyph, a strange prickling sensation washes over you. It certainly feels as if your flesh is crawling. Well, well it does do that. Because, you know, toad. You continue moving past the glyph. The prickling sensation suddenly abates. It seems that the deadly power once stored within the glyph, glyph has been severely diminished, which is for the best, because otherwise I'd probably be on fire right now. Without delay, continue past the hovering arc. Once safely in the passage, that was, one, was guarded by the glyph, you turn and look back only to find the glowing symbol has disappeared. I guess it used all its powers holding up those undead. Alright, making my way to the northeast corner. The skeletal remains of four humans lie heaped, heaped at the edge of this section of the cave passage. Three of the four skeletons are clad in tattered black robes. Well, the fourth is covered in what remains of a deep crimson robe. Hmm. Must be some sort of wizards. Like black robes. Are they kawand? Suddenly, somewhere along the passage to the south and east, you hear what sounds like the sharp, rhythmic clank of heavy armour. I guess this is something that's been wanting to get past the glyph. After just a few moments, however, the sound fades completely, replaced by the lonely silence of the cave. After listening for nearly a minute, with no further evidence of the unnerving sound, you set about searching the robe skeletons. Next to the red robe skeleton, you discover a jagged fragment of a wound stone amulet. The amulet seems to depict a portion of a hideous human face. Believing it may prove to be important, you promptly take possession of the curious shard, stone, amulet fragment, that's the fourth and final of them, behind the same skeleton. Leaning up against a wall, you find and acquire the watting elements of a small journal. Most of the book is in an advanced state of decay, but several passages towards the end remain legible. It's a decayed decaying journey view. You can look at it. To read the journal, select read journal option when you view the description in your inventory. Decaying journal view. Got an encumbrance of one. 
you discover this decaying journal. Amidst the robed skeletal remains of four humans, deep in the cave connected to Roroth Groundharm's private, private paleo cellar. Okay, I can now weed the decaying journal. While most, well, most of the pages of the journal have long ago succumbed to the what, threatened to claim what remains of the books. Several passages are still intact. Foolish as we were to come here in search of bro- brothers, who refuse to admit we are defeated. I remain enough power to make one last attempt with the amulet. Korok, Modar, and Rithulim are gone. I dare not describe their passing at the hands of the creatures we unwittingly unleashed. Another passage seems to make mention of the free etchings somewhere in the cave. The marks are in place. Vonarth tells me that they are correct, but I have my doubts. With the tunnel behind us collapsed, this is better work. We're almost out of light and magic. The latter will prove our demise. The final legible passage. The book, the amulet is shattered. The book will no longer open. Korek, Rifkin, and Meldar now stalk us with the west of the woken dead. Wilnoff went back to try and fix the etchings, but has not returned. I gave him the one amulet piece we were able to find. The Gruff might have claimed him. But he, he knows he know he knows how to get past it. But our thoughts are hardly clear. The worst the worst is upon me, and I am alone. I shall endeavour to hide myself in the book. I don't need to do it for that. At least I don't believe so. I have lost so much blood, and a precious little magic left at my disposal. Curse on this whole affair. Alright. So, uh, these people were trying to uncover some magic and they, um, they unleashed a lot of skeletons and they all died. Well, except maybe one, he's stuck in a book now. Alright. What's, what's at the end of the passage? You're standing at the northern end of a winding cave tunnel. A massive heap of earth and bubble completely seals off the corridor to the north. An upward sloping passage you can only presume leads to the mouth of the cave. You're left wondering what might have collapsed this portion of the cave tunnel, for how long it has stood impassable. Alright, and some and they Unleashed the undead, and they were stuck here. So things just ended very badly for them. Another skeleton. Still wandering around after they unleashed it. Decades ago? Centuries? Who knows? But a long time ago. Examine the tome. Alright, going to use that amulet piece. Alright. Stone amulet fragment, use 64. You carefully fit the amulet fragment and the impression on the cover of the tome. 
Alright, 64 XP to General. The instant all four pieces of the amulet are in place inside the impression, the leather-bound book seems to tremble ever so slightly. Within moments, the tome is again still, leaving you to wonder if perhaps you imagined it's trembling. No, no, it definitely trembled. But that's just the sort of thing that books like this do. The leather-bound book proves impossibly heavy. Despite, despite your best effort, you are unable to either lift or open the tome. The weighty volumes, well-worn leather kernels, and conned with dozens of arcane symbols. The circular impression set into the a circular impression is set into the centre of the tomb's cover. You've completely filled the impression with four fragments of a wound stone amulet. With the amulet now set into its rightful place upon the cover, a gnawing sense of sense of dread comes over you as you stare down at the tome. Step away from the tome. As you step away from the tome, its thick cover its cover subtly flies open. Instinctively you draw yourself into a defensive stance. You walks with a mixture of fear, a fascination of fear, as the glowing blue apparition of an old woman clad in flowing robes appears and hovers over the book's tattered pages. The ghostly woman, her gaunt, sunken face at odds, the youthful spirit hinted at by her bright, sparkling eyes, speaks slowly as her kindly but distant gaze settles upon you. We should never have come here. Here, she says. I should have guessed at the treachery of those I hold close. The amulet does nothing without the book. The book is capable of nothing without the amulet. And so, now, I can last go to my west. May it be so for the others. Before you can attempt to speak with the robe spirit, the tome's cover closes and the, and the apparition vanishes. Then, in a startling turn of events, the heavy, leather-bound book suddenly disintegrates, leaving only a thin coating of dust to mark the spot upon which it last rested. Uncertain as to what the appearance of both the ghostly woman and the tome may signify, you prepare to resume your exploration of the cave. Alright, well, hopefully that's everybody freed now. Alright, now we can look at these, at the, at these, at these skull marking thingies. The large crude likeness of a leering skull is etched upon the north set, set, north wall in this section of the cave package. Need to scroll are several strange symbols. Suddenly, suddenly, the etching of a skull emits a faint white glow as you step towards the wall, eager to make your make a close examination of an unpleasant make a closer examination. An unpleasant sensation rises up from the pit of your stomach. The glow emanating from the etched skull begins to identify. Remain where you are. The white, the white glow surrounding the etched skull intensifies as an unpleasant sensation 
explosion continues to worsen. 8 damage, 64 XP to General, 64 XP to Necromancy, remain where I am. 17 damage. As the white glow surrounding the etched skull intensifies, as the unpleasant sensation you're experiencing continues to worsen. 1 to 8 General, 1 to 8 Necromancy, remain where I am. 14 da damage. 1. 192 general, 192 necromancy, and a quick heal, remain where I am. 47 damage, 256 general, 256 necromancy, remain where I am. 37 damage, 320 general, 320 necromancy, remain where I am. Alright, the white glow surrounding the etched skull intensifies, and the unpleasant sensation you're experiencing continues to worsen. 8, 108 damage, 384 general, 384 necromancy, gonna quickly heal. Heal, 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 heal. Remain where I am. 73 damage. 448 General, 448 Necromancy, heal, heal, heal. Remain where I am. Without warning, both the etched skull and the arcane symbols beneath it turn into a fine grey dusk that gently flutters down and lands at the base of the wall. You step forward to examine the cave wall, but it's no longer any sign of the etched marks. Alright, same again. There's a new skull. Middle skull suddenly, suddenly the en the edging of the skull emits a faint white glow. As you step towards the wall, eager to make a close examination, an unpleasant sensation rises up from the pit of your stomach. The glow animating from the etched skull begins to intensify. Okay, just same again. You take damage and you get exposed to general necromancy, sixty four that time. 15 damage, 10 damage, 128 XP to both, 23 damage, 192, 78 damage, 256, 72 damage, 320, and 67 damage, 384. Alright, 71 damage, 448, remain where I am, and now, now it disappears. Alright, just one, one more glyph to go. Alright, 64, 64, 128, 128, having to heal between each one pretty much, 54 damage, 192, 192. That's the general necromancy. 59 damage. 256. 78 damage. 320. Well, after this, I'll be able to level up necromancy. 22 damage. 384. Uh, 448. 448 XP to general necromancy. 81 damage. Remain where I am. Without warning, both the etched skull 
and the arcane symbols beneath it suddenly turn into a fine grey dusk that gently flutters down and lands at the base of the wall. You step forward and examine the cave wall, but no longer any signs of the etched marks. Okay. Right, we explored the book. We've explored the. We explored those little glyphs. Anything here? Nothing. Nothing new in the alcove with all the skeletons. I think we can just make our way out of here. All right, I'm making my way back to the entrance to the under cave. Return to the Paleostella. You go into the fissure and find yourself in the wide earthen tunnel that connects the cave to a paleo cellar. The makeshift narrow corridor ends at the cellar wall, along the base of which runs a long jagged fissure. You slip through the out now opening and immediately find yourself standing in the broad alcove directly behind the towering leap of discarded casks. Alright, bit of healing. Leave the cellar, look out the cellar. Seek out you find Gruff overseeing the repair of one of his wagons. He quickly takes you aside, out of earshot with a small group endeavouring to fix the wagon, and inquires about any progress you might have made in your investigations of the cellar. Alright, apparently it's done, because I just handed back the key. Vorov listens, wide eyes. And you provide him with a full account of all that you encountered and discovered in your exploration of both the cellar and the adorning cave. It's good to know I've nothing more to worry about from any of that, he says, exhaling sharply as he initiates his shoulder cross. I don't know if I can properly repair you, but here, this is yours. I hope you can find a use for it. 1,500 gold tokens. Well, that will come in handy. Because, well, I'm all saving it up for... For Zorlan's Wing of Arcania that costs 250,000 gold tokens. Vulurf tells you he will work on having the fissure in the cellar war sealed. For the best. The cave, as you left it, is empty. For now, he says... But there's no telling what might take up residence in there. His mouth is ever, is ever cleared. I'm not about to take a chance on such a thing. Those poor folks you described. The passages in that journal. Regardless of what they were up to down there. It sounds like they died in a horrible way. I almost wish, wish I knew nothing of it. I'm much better with the cheery aspects of life. Vlorath asks you repeats several pieces of the account, taking particular interest in your descriptions of the skeletons attempting to eat the paleo bark, your discovery of your journal, and the encounter with the rogue spirit. It's all very disturbing, he says. Well, I didn't keep you any longer. Thank you again, Sir Crokington. May the old father look after you, whatever, whatever, whatever the world next leads you. Well, I suppose you might have time for a bit of the kingdom's best. After enjoying a steaming, steaming vessel of paleo with Vurith, but perhaps the best paleo you've had since the last time you shared some with him, 
you bid him farewell and set off on your way. And that is the end of that little quest, with 1024 experience to general, and 128 experience to all skills and powers. And he's got nothing more to say. Oh, oh and thank you for everything you've done, my friend. Alright, back to where, Glenn. Alright, I'm going to save now. Will there be more things to do? Yeah, but that'll be for later. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.